Welcome to the Galway Film Centre's podcast, Crew Call. In this limited series of in-depth interviews, each episode will feature a new guest as we chat with successful creatives working in lesser explored areas in film and TV. Each episode sharing unique insight into the career options outside of the more familiar roles in the industry as we hear how each guest got into their particular field and their career paths today. The Crew Call podcast is produced by the Galway Film Centre and supported by the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland and RAP, the Western Region Audiovisual Producers Fund. Hello and welcome to Crew Call. I'm your host, Linda Vidanach, and with me on this episode, we have Mary Pike. Mary has worked in the art department for many high-profile projects in New Zealand's WITA workshop, including Avatar, Warcraft, and Mad Max. While closer to home, Mary works as a 3D modeler, set designer, and draftsperson on productions such as Star Wars, The Last Jedi, Alice Through the Looking Glass, and Disenchanted. Welcome, Mary. Thanks so much for being here with us today. Hi. Hi, Linda. Um, I really, I guess the best place to start maybe is at the beginning. How did you get into this line of work? Um, I first, I started in Dunleary Film School um, uh, doing model making. And then um, I did final year, I did a degree in production design also in Dunleary. Um, so that's where I started out. I didn't know when I started model making that I specifically wanted to do it for film. But as I started doing the course, I realized that's the end of it that I enjoyed most. Um, so by the time I was finished my, I think I was three years in Dunleary, I knew I wanted to work in the film industry. And I had then already done, um, I did a summer in LA as an art department assistant. And yeah, I, I just knew that was a career path that I wanted to follow in the film industry. I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do because I'd done model making and design. So um, I just knew that was just the general area and I really enjoyed working there. So that's how it started out. So you knew you wanted to be an artist probably from when you were a teenager, I guess. Um, I actually, when I finished school, I went and did European studies in Trinity um, because of the usual um, kind of career guidance that you may have got in the 90s <laughs> of like you're going to get this many points so you need to do these courses <laughs> so I started off in Trinity and then I was actually doing um making my, my dad is an architect and um I did all my summer jobs I made architectural models um and I was kind of interested in that without actually wanting to be an architect so um, that's why I decided at the end of that that I actually wanted to study model making because I really enjoyed making models. It was kind of from there that I suddenly realized that there was this whole other world of being kind of an architect, but not an architect. My brother's also an architect. <laughs> um, he was studying architecture at the time, but I just knew that it wasn't exactly what I wanted to do, but there were some aspects of it that interested me. Sounds like a very interesting and pretty large jump that you were in studying in Dunleary and then the next thing you were interning out in LA. How did that happen? Um, I just um, pulled a few strings and uh, um, uh, I had a friend working. Anyway, it was a long story, but uh, um, I was able to get um, Morgan O'Sullivan, who's the producer of the um, 
he helped me out and got me a job over for Showtime Networks in LA um, and just for the summer, a summer job. So I was, um, they were, they happened to be shooting a pilot for a show um, over the summer in LA. So I got into the art department and I got to work with those guys. So that was the start of it. That was, I think, 2004. And was it what you expected? You know, I suppose you said, you were kind of saying there, well, I was interested in model making and I enjoyed that. And that progressed then into the art department type work and you were interning. And what was your role when you were interning? I was a trainee in the art department. And did you find that you were making models or did you think, oh, this isn't what I expected at all? Actually, my trip to L.A. was not what I expected. Working in L.A. was not what I expected. And it was a little bit more like a lot more um, formulaic. It was fairly standard type, like modern type drama, police drama. And um, there wasn't a whole lot of creativity. It was like, oh, we did. We shot here before. We'll shoot here again we've done this before we did do this again there was sort of signage and graphics and things like that and I was like oh this is a bit like paint by numbers <laughs> a little bit uh, as far as the art department is concerned I'm sure like there's other departments are doing um you know probably more interesting work and then a year later I moved to New Zealand and started working there and um that was a whole completely different experience because it was super hands-on and it's a little bit more like the Irish film industry there where um everybody gets involved and it's easy enough you know if you're interested to get sort of work and to get stuck in on some kind of project can you tell me a little bit about the sort of work that you were doing? Um, in New Zealand, I I started out making working with sort of short films and small projects, and then I got a job at a place called Wedding Workshop, which is a big special effects and design company um, in Wellington, New Zealand. So I started working there about a year after I arrived, and I was there for seven years um, working and did a huge amount of different things making designing uh, project management and it was an amazing experience but um generally required to work um five six seven days a week till late at night <laughs> um so it's kind of uh all in and you learn a whole lot of stuff um really quickly but um it's not kind of a for some people, it's not really a long-term solution. <laughs> um, I think things have changed there a little bit. Um, they've modernized a little bit as far as um, how, keeping staff on or whatever. But when I worked there, it was uh, very long hours, very long weeks. Um, but really, a really exciting place to work. Can you tell me what was exciting about it and what kinds of projects stand out to you? Um, we did lots of brilliant projects. When I first got there, we were working on um, Narnia Prince Caspian. We are building a... a big giant miniature castle <laughs> uh, a little bit like Hogwarts kind of thing it was um, amazing and the actual sets were being built in the Czech Republic and um, some of our crew were over there working and we were back in New Zealand building the castle and these miniature villages and stuff um, and at the same time we were working on Avatar which was shooting in Wellington at the time um, and that was another amazing project so that was shooting down the road um, at the same time. So we were building all sorts of sci-fi props and yeah, lots of different things, big helicopters and um, like flotation tanks and all that kind of thing. Um, so that was really exciting. Um, 
and then like on from there it's just a, it was just one really big project after another but it was yeah it was great <laughs> well, i can imagine it must be an incredible feeling when you come to the end of creating something and then you maybe walk on set and you think wow you know we we did that yeah no avatar was amazing like we just didn't it was such an enormous project it was really hard to see how the whole thing would pull together um you know, massive crews and they were shooting in LA and in Wellington and uh, all of this, like, you know, I suppose at the time it was felt really high tech, um, like virtual worlds and things like that. And just watching it at the end, it was like, oh, that's actually quite amazing for the amount of people that worked on it and the amount of like disparate elements in it to actually be like this, you know, all these blue cap people and all the rest of it. It was like, oh my God, this is actually works and people. It's a really entertaining film. So um, yeah, that was that was really amazing, yeah. Could you tell me a little bit about the process with that from conception to realization? Well, uh, we were only um, one sort of small part of it. So um, in, our, in the workshop there where I worked, we would do the um, concept design. Um, for certain elements. So it was like what you would call hero elements. We would build parts of the set, costumes, makeup, creatures, vehicles, those kind of things. Why hero? Hero is mean like in, as in uh, around the main characters um, that they interact with basically. Um, and that sort of stuff, the production will pay a lot of money for like a really well-designed, well-built, whatever it is, robot, car, whatever. Um, and that's what like, yeah, they would be the, the big ticket items that are seen on screen, basically, um, as opposed to like what a background actor might be wearing or a gun that they might be holding or something like that. So um, we would have specialized in in doing those hero items. That's kind of what these companies really want to do because it might be something that would get on the movie poster or um in the trailer and you know it's great advertising for person's work to to be like front and center on the camera i suppose or in the advertising would there be a lot of problem solving involved in a project like that where you know you have the idea of what you want it to look like and then you almost have to invent ways of making that happen yes yeah that's what it's all about really Obviously, you get someone doing a 2D painting and the director says, oh, I love that. I want that. But then you go, well, it's got to like fire a laser beam and it's got to be lightweight and it's got to be worn on the actor's back. And we have to make 40 in three weeks and all those kind of programs, all those problems. So, yeah, that's what it's about. It's great fun, though, um, if that's what you like doing. But that's what it's kind of all about. Just sitting down and brainstorming and being like, how are we going to do this? Like, this is really cool. But what's the person's budget um, what are we going to make it out of how many do we need I mean the skills required must just be endless I mean you know you must be working with all kinds of different materials all kinds of different tools learning how to use new materials new tools yeah it's anything that's the best thing to make it work so um, obviously we were using early stages of 3d printing um, so I mean it's a lot bit machines are a lot cheaper now and it's a lot more common this was like really early on and the machines we had were like quarter of a million dollars <laughs> but um if you were using it enough it was worthwhile so would you have like a diff do you have would you have a team and let's say one team will come in and make the skeleton let's say 
of the castle and the next person will come in and do the next stage and then the next you know you'll have teams for plastering then a team for painting or do the same teams kind of have to just have these diverse skills um yeah you would there's different departments within the workshop so there was um, mold making model making which i was working in and i worked in 3d modeling like digital modeling and um, then there was obviously design um and casting and uh so casting being pouring out yeah <laughs> yeah pouring out objects in different materials into the molds and, and pr producing like positives um of the thing and then painting and finishing um so yeah oh they were all different departments now, obviously some people can float between different ones because of different skills but um mostly you know you would be a painter or be a mold maker or whatever yeah so that's how it worked an object went kind of started in the design department and then went through the workshop through the different departments until came out the end and was put in a box and sent to set and was it difficult to leave i mean it sounds like it was pretty uh yeah it was I, uh, when i finished i was actually the second in charge of the whole facility um so i, I was you know super involved in everything but um i various reasons i knew it was time for a change it was all very like there was no holiday pay sick pay anything like that you just sort of paid week to week and um the hours were huge and also it's it's pretty toxic all of those fumes and dust and just the environment like it's not it's not a healthy environment <laughs> as such so yeah i i kind of decided i i um wanted to come back to ireland and i was already thinking maybe the art department was was a good choice i had done a lot of projects at weta that were um like uh museum installations and shows and like comic-con and that kind of thing and i would do all the sets and stuff for that i'd be in charge of that so uh, i kind of wanted to get into that art department end of things and and kind of get some new skills on, on that end so did you know where to begin or did you just um i actually was lucky lucky enough uh at I was finishing up towards the end of the Hobbit movies and the designer from the Hobbit, Dan Henna, um, had a project in London. He was doing Alice Through the Looking Glass. So um, I was able to get a job with him in his art department in London um, on that, when, just as I was leaving, so in 2014. Did it prove to be a natural transition for you? Yeah, it was great. Um, I use a software called Rhino, for, it's like a CAD software and modeling digital modeling and that I use for model making and you're able to do a lot of art departments especially in the UK use it um, and in New Zealand for doing drawings and doing modeling for art departments so I already had the software skills that I needed to be able to just work straight away now I didn't have I didn't know a whole lot about the, doing the drawings properly um, and all the rest of it but that was just something I had to dive into the deep end <laughs> when I got there so yeah I started on that job and I was basically learning stuff on tutorials at night and then having to do it the next day at work so it was pretty stressful but um it was it's a good way to learn and what project was this then in London Alice through the looking glass so that was in Shepperton Studios uh so I jumped over and I was sort of a 
3D modeler slash um, drafts person. And that was my first job doing that. So that was 2014. And has it just kind of rolled over for you from one project to the next quite naturally? There's been yeah a few different things. Obviously, you're self-employed, so you have to find your own work. Um, and at the same time, uh, because I was moving back to Dublin, I wanted to meet people and get involved in what was going on uh, around place in Dublin. I signed up to do, I was the designer for the Body and Soul Festival. They do electric picnic as well. Um, so I was doing that at the same time, um, which was great fun. It's totally different, um, really hands-on, um, a little bit of a connect back to being at Wetworth where I was project managing and running around pointing at things. It's a great way to come back to Ireland with the bang, you know? Yeah, I know. Yeah, but it's great. Really challenging. Um, but um, a kind of an antidote to sitting all day in your computer, kind of tapping away, doing drawings, which I really enjoyed doing. But but like in the summertime, it's nice to get out and about. And yeah, so that was doing that as well at the same time. And can you tell me about maybe some of the projects that stand out to you as you reflect on your career to date the hobbit we did three of and then uh, after it was all finished i think peter jackson was like about a couple of years ago kind of got on it went on an interview and was like well that was a bit shambolic and it kind of i really wrecked everyone's heads and like <laughs> it was like i mean he started by doing everything himself didn't he i mean he used to make his own props in his garage yeah, yeah, yeah. And our boss at Weta kind of worked with them from a really young age. Um, I don't know, they were like almost like kids, like I don't know, maybe 20 or even less when they started making projects together. Um, so yeah, he he used to be very hands-on, but like like anything, they, some of these juggernauts get to such an enormous size that just it becomes an un, uncontrollable mess, you know, with um huge budgets and visual effects at your fingertips a lot of the time it makes it hard for people to decide what they want um and so it's like no change this change this change like right up to the end and then like you're constantly getting stuff that people had worked for weeks and weeks building creatures and animatronic suits and all this kind of stuff um without sleep huge hours 120 hours a week kind of thing working for six to ten weeks at a time and then you'd show up on set and then everything would be digitally replaced afterwards what happens to those things actually where do they go into a vault because they can't be seen or shown because they never um you know they're the property of whoever warner brothers are so there's a lot of that and i think he said afterwards he regretted that all that kind of had happened but it was three years or so of people's lives <laughs> So, yeah, that was a bit of a crazy project. I'm sure it was for everybody, you know, kind of having to build stuff at the last minute and change, they endlessly change stuff. Well, it looked incredible. Actually, at the beginning of that project, it was pretty amazing. It was going to be directed by Guillermo del Toro. And he was in working with us for, I don't know, six months maybe. And actually, the beginnings of that was, was an incredible time, like when he was doing um, his uh, concept designs, creature designs, uh costumes amazing yeah and he was a really nice guy really really kind of chatty and uh like asking everyone what they're doing really interested in all the projects and stuff he, he was super super nice guy and then he left the project yeah i think it was too many cooks because um peter jackson was continuing on as something like i don't know if his executive producer or producer but 
he was very involved in a lot of the decisions. And I think eventually Guillermo was like, possibly wasn't quite working out as a relationship, you know? I don't know. I don't know the details of it at all. But um, he, anyway, he moved on. And um, uh, so, yeah, that was all interesting times. And uh, since I've been doing art department, um, probably the, my most involved was in 2015, I was working on Star Wars, The Last Jedi, which was the second one of the new branch of Star Wars. Um, and I was working in Pinewood Studios and that. And um, I was kind of, because I was, li I was living just in a, like in a room near the studios, I was just at working, 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 working. Uh, but I really enjoyed it. So it was just like, get up, go, go to work. <laughs> and like leave, eat something, do a yoga class, go to bed and then get up the next day and work and work. Were you doing sort of, sorry, were you doing your the kind of day-to-day -day art department stuff? I was kind of in charge of what I would call digital manufacture, which is like using machines to build stuff. So whether it's 3D printing or CNC machining, which is when there's like a sheet of material up on a bed and the computer tells the machine where to go and cut stuff out. Um, so I've done a lot of that at Weta. And so I kind of took that over on this project. What kind of things would you be creating? So it would be like, it's almost like creating Ikea for films in a way. So you send off all these files mm -hmm. and uh, what comes back is a big pallet full of timber that needs, that's all different codes on it and it needs to all be put together into the sets or the spaceships or the whatever uh, you're making. So um, I was doing that. It was interesting because some of the older chippies like carpenters and stuff were <laughs> looking at me like, what is this? <laughs> But a lot of stuff had such a short um, build time that it kind of needed to be done that way. And there was a guy who was the foreman there who was totally on board with moving into the digital age. So he was just like, you, you build that, figure out how to build that, figure out how, how to build that, throwing lots of stuff my way. So it was really interesting. Um, it was a little bit like the model making I'd done at Weta, um, except it was on the big scale. So these were for like, as you say, yeah, sp spaceships and speeders and different big sets and stuff. If you're doing something like that, do you basically, you know, I guess, sketch out your idea and then break break it down into its parts and then have to design each part as well? Yeah. So um, most of the time it was like an art director would send me a digital file of the set or the ship or whatever. And then I would have a discussion with the construction department and we would decide how it would be built. And then I would break the whole thing down into parts. So some parts would be maybe timber ribs, like how you would build a boat. Some would be the steel frame. Some parts might be large sections of polystyrene that are made by a machine. And then you just put them back together, kind of like big, I don't know, say Lego or something, but like interconnecting parts that sort of click in together and then they fit onto the frame. And would these things have to have like good structural integrity or are they mostly, you know, facades and for looks or would they actually have to support the weight of a cast? Um, it just depends. So some of it, if it's a set, can be sort of, if it's not taking any weight of any kind, it's just for show. But certain things like vehicles and spaceships and stuff could need to move or whatever so it's just totally depends 
Um, and obviously you choose your materials based on, on what it has to do. So you might be building something from fiberglass if it's got a big structure on the inside or something could be timber and polystyrene if it's just been sort of looked at or leaned on or whatever. In many ways, you are an architect, like you're building these structures, you know, you're designing them. Um, yeah, you are to a certain extent, except you, you get to skip a whole lot of, of an architect. There's no toilets, there's no, there's no plumbing, there's no fire regulations as such. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of what I like about it. So I like, know a lot about architecture. Um, but I, I suppose it's kind of interesting that I, you you get to build things that wouldn't really be possible in the real world, obviously, and you kind of get to skip some of the more mundane elements. Of, uh, like there's a lot of mundane elements in, in making film sets as well, but for the most part, it kind of it can be, especially working on big budget stuff. Would you do much? Um conceptual work then or do you usually work off of a template or do you well in the art department generally the designer would work with um 2d concept artists so certain key scenes within the film um or show or whatever um will be concepted so you would generally be even as an art director, you'd, you'd generally be working from a piece of concept art that's been kind of signed off by the producers and the director um, and the designer, obviously, which will give you a pretty good idea of what you're trying to, what's trying to be achieved. So you just have to work that out in 3D. Do you get lost in the process when you're doing it, when you start designing and you start creating these models? Do you kind of lose yourself in it? Yeah, you can sometimes. So sometimes you do have to kind of pinch yourself and go, hang on. I'm designing a dragon's lair or <laughs> like another spaceship. As we're chatting now, do any of your other projects come to mind? I did a few projects with a director called Neil Blomkamp and he does sci-fi stuff. Um, it was more like kind of niche sci-fi, but there's a, a film that we did early on, actually just after Avatar finished called District 9. I think it's on Netflix or something. It's definitely streaming again at the moment. And that was a sci-fi based in Johannesburg, he's a South African. Um, and that was really um, cool to work on because I think they made it for 21 million New Zealand dollars and then ended up being a big hit. Um, but he was living in Wellington at the time and it was one of those projects where everyone just sort of banded together. And because Avatar was just wrapped, like there was bits of set being wheeled down the road and repainted and stuff like that, you know, just to save money. Yeah, it was just a lot of, he was only 27 or I think or something at the time. He's pretty young, the director. And um, there was a lot of energy about it. You know, like everyone was like, this is going to be great. And what an interesting concept. And you can kind of tell in the film, uh, it was pretty fresh and interesting. And um, yeah, it's, it's you don't always get to work on stuff like that. Um, a lot of the stuff is fairly well controlled by producers and you know big budget stuff is like you must do this and this and you know there's a lot a lot of notes to hit where something unique types of projects full of energy and not really being kind of under the control of anyone that's pulling with the purse strings is <laughs> uh, quite a rare experience so I really enjoyed working on that. How did you create the creatures? Well that was just um the director working with designers in Weta. So one designer who worked as a sculptor 
guy called David Main, who went on to work for um, Guillermo del Toro. And he would just do sculpt concept of like creatures' heads and stuff. So they just worked through it that way. Uh, okay, so they did it all by hand with the sculpture. Well, that's the way a lot of, mm-hmm. I guess, a lot of yeah, creature design would come through. And I didn't have a whole lot to do with it apart from like making something that was already designed. But it's a great, like obviously seeing that kind of creativity is a great way to start off your career. Um, and just seeing how uh, all these processes happen and everything was great. And all of my art department work now, I'm on a job at the moment, a TV show. I'm an art director for a set deck department, designing objects and things like that to put into the set that I, back in my previous life in WETA I would have been making. So now I know how everything is made and um, all the types of materials that go in and, you know, you know, whether that's a thing that is going to be cheap to make, easy to make, you know, all of these kind of things. I now have the experience of having kind of, yeah, I know the ins and outs of making most of these types of things. Is there something that stands out to you, Mary, that you created that you were really proud of? Some of the stuff on Star Wars was cool. I had like a, a, a large involvement with. You would do one part of it. And someone else would have designed it. Someone else would have painted it. Like you can't, you can't say I did that. You just say we did. Is there a sense of accomplishment as a team when you see something that you've all? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, like everything that we made at Weta, we would have a team photo with like the eight people involved in making this suit or whatever. And Mary, if you were to advise somebody who would like to be in your line of work, what would you say to them? So it depends whether you want to be hands-on, which is what I did for a long time, um, or you prefer the kind of design element of it. There's no right way to do it. Like film is so open-ended and like if as for creative, hardworking people, that's all it is really. If you want to be creative and you're willing to get up real early every day and turn up to work on time and, and learn from the very bottom up, then you can get involved with it. You know, it doesn't necessarily, you know, if you haven't done a degree in something specific, it does not going to rule you out from doing it. Like art department, certainly being an architect or having studied architecture is a great way to jump into it. You know, you can jump into it very easily from that um, art department, but set deck department, it can be many different things. Same with model making or anything else. Um, so. Yeah, I think the basics are are really creativity and a good attitude to hard work Um, because the hours are long and it's many, many, many years of working very hard. In fact, forever working very hard, you have to, um, even now, like I would have to, you know, do a really good job every day or I'm just not going to get hired again by those people I do ever working for. You know, you have to get up and work as hard as you can and do best job you can which is good thank you so much mary for chatting uh, with me today it's been wonderful hearing about your fascinating career it's a galway film center bai aiden agus rath a leader on crew call podcast